Hello, this is episode 4.3. So many of our problems come from misuse of language. Many of the thoughts and feelings that haunt us are only possible because of language and because language has been misused. Questions like, what is the meaning of life, wouldn't be possible without language. And before someone came up with that question, no one was really able to feel that doubt in their souls. Any sense of directionlessness, aimlessness, or depression would have stopped the moment the person started doing something enjoyable, found something to enjoy again. At best, the memory of feeling unhappy would have been like the memory of a wind that came and went, whereas with language we can carry that unhappiness into even our times of happiness or feeling good. In other ways, if happiness is too specific a word. Similarly, questions of self-worth, am I worthy of love, am I a failure or a success, and anything like that, those doubts are only possible because of language being misused to hurt yourself or to hurt others. And with every question like this, if we go back in time, there would have been a specific point where that question first was formulated by a person in a state of unhappiness. Before that, all human beings would have lived without that question plaguing them. This relates to the topic of the need to be responsible with language. Any idea that we put out there can potentially live forever. Not just for your lifetime, but if it gets passed on, it can live for hundreds or thousands or who knows how many years in the future, because ideas don't have limited lifespans. But certainly not all ideas deserve to be kept alive. Many of these self-defeating or other-defeating ideas don't add anything useful to our lives. With ideas like this, it's necessary to be really ruthless, because otherwise, like mosquitoes, they will just keep coming back to bite you. And you may sit there, hear the whining of the mosquitoes, and then be scratching yourself for the whole day, or the next day, or the whole week, or maybe for the rest of your life, if you don't act decisively about those thoughts. I know that it's not easy to get rid of something that has gotten really deeply seated in your thinking, maybe because of others torturing you with words like this, or thoughts like this, or maybe because you picked up the idea from somewhere that you have to beat yourself up. You wouldn't have been thinking about it in those terms. You would have been probably thinking you need to set a high standard for yourself. But really, how often does that become an impossible standard that will remain out of reach for the rest of your life? Most times, I think. This is one reason I don't admire the type of thinking that requires all of us to be always 
and in every situation and moment perfect beings. That's nonsense and I would steer clear of people like that. First of all, those people are far far from perfect in their private lives. Most people who think that way are the cruelest in person when they think there's no one else to hear and no one will ever hear about it. Second, it's a recipe for lifelong self-abuse, at least emotionally, if not in other ways. But often, of course, if not virtually always, emotional self-abuse or abuse of others has physical effects and really the difference doesn't exist because if we feel hurt it's also physical there are processes then happening in our bodies our brains our nervous system and so on that are identical with that feeling but have you ever caught another basic flaw with this type of thinking that involves being either a success or a failure it's inherently flawed because the term failure applies to a process that has come to a conclusion. As long as the process continues, you can't describe it as a failure. If the attempt has ended, then you could characterize the result as either a success or a failure. For example, the people who aimed to land human beings on the moon were not failures until the point when it actually happened, when it suddenly flipped into them becoming successes. The reality is that that whole process was part of the success. The years-long process to achieve that aim was all part of the journey to the moon. Likewise, you can't describe yourself as a failure as long as you are alive. And even then, I would not be describing someone who dies a failure unless they had really made conscious choices that led to pain and unhappiness for themselves and or others in a knowing way. Only people who hurt others on purpose are failures. One of the big problems these days is that our ways of abusing language are multiplying all the time. We find new ways to describe being some kind of failure or being inadequate or not doing enough. And that simply didn't used to be the case in the past. There were way fewer thoughts like this floating around. As a fictional imaginative exercise, consider this. You could start suffering even more if you want. I don't recommend this to anyone, but you can see this is how it works. By coming up with new levels of gradation in terms of how much of a failure you are, you could start going through your life and listing all the areas in which you are a failure, because you could multiply this question into many sub-questions or sub-topics in which areas are you a failure. This would not do you anything good. This whole type of thinking is destructive, so I don't recommend it. But you can see that if you 
created those questions in your mind or took them from somewhere else, from the outside world, if you took them on board, then those questions would again be buzzing around you like a flock of mosquitoes or flies or whatever. And again, those questions are only possible because someone, you or someone else, would be misusing language in a way that doesn't do any good, only harm. There are whole other ways of thinking about life. Thinking in terms of success and failure isn't really a useful or healthy way to evaluate where you are or where you are going. To finish up, I want to share a thought that I took to heart when I heard it from Pierre Esteve in our communications. I regretted that it was taking a long time to finish the edit of the second episode and Pierre said, time is on our side. I understood what that meant and I wanted to share it also with you. Well, good night, take care. Thank you.